Welcome to the Apostolic Girl Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, and today on the podcast, I'm going to be having a really special guest. Her name is Andrea Scott, and Andrea and I have known each other on Instagram for probably almost two years now, right, Andrea? I think that's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so this is the first time we're doing a podcast together. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You have so much to talk about. We have a lot in common with, um, before we started recording, you said the word serial entrepreneur, and I was just (laughs) laughing because that is like so me, like one new idea after the other. And I'm pretty sure that's a pretty common, um, pretty common thing for, for girl bosses, but let's, let's start out with, uh, with my usual beginning question, which is tell the audience how you became an apostolic. So I am a third generation apostolic. Um, I was raised in church and my grandparents got into the church way back and um, and both of my parents were raised in church also. So nice. um, Yeah. So I was raised in church and I got the Holy Ghost at around nine years old. I don't know the exact date, unfortunately. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, but I remember um, that I was right around nine um, when I got the Holy Ghost. And I was determined that day. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not leaving here until I get it. <laughs> wow, Everyone that's else cool. Everyone else was gone. Um, and then wow. um, just to, I guess, advance forward in time and to get us to where we are now, um, I really felt called to become a pastor's wife during an eighth grade chapel which is crazy um eighth grade yeah so I went to a Christian school our church had a Christian school and um I remember one of the chapel services they were um just talking and they were like if you feel called like you're going to be a preacher or a missionary or a, a pastor's wife one day um you know come pray or whatever and I really felt that strongly um wow did you know and- your husband then no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. I'm like, no, eighth grade know. is way too like, young. <laughs> I was just like, okay, God, whatever you okay. want. Um, oh, okay. Okay. But, Your heart you know, was I, just tender. Yeah. And I, so I had that experience and then I don't know, life goes on and I kind of forgot about it for a while. Um, it's just like, I knew it was there in the background, but it wasn't like this driving force of my life. Um, mm-hmm. But like in retrospect, I was like, oh my goodness, that happened way back when. Um but I did, I met my husband, he came um, to California for Bible college, um, and he's originally from Alaska, he's born and raised in Alaska, and okay. he went to California for Bible college, and um, I met him because my church had, had the Bible college on campus, so um, we met and married, and moved back to Alaska, which was a shock for this California girl to um, <laughs> wow. go all that go all that way and have um, the temperature shift and the culture shift. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, but luckily, the Lord helped me and I transitioned pretty well. I so that. you went from sunshine to snow. Yeah. I'll tell you, the love will do everything to a young girl. I know. And Alaska is absolutely gorgeous in the summertime. And so it's I've kind seen of, pictures. Yeah, it makes you forget <laughs> how cold <laughs> the winters are. It's so beautiful. Um, oh, wow. But it is lovely. And we've I've been up here for 16 years now. Wow. My husband and I have been married for 18 years. And we when we first moved back from, um, he was moving back because he's coming back home, back to his home church. Um, we basically started out as youth pastors here, and then a couple of years down the road became assistant pastors, and then a couple of years later became senior pastor, and so we've been pastoring um, our church for the last 10 and a half years in Wasilla, Alaska. That's pretty is, awesome. Yeah, our claim to fame is this is the same town that Sarah Palin lives in, but <laughs> um, so people are like, isn't that where that one leaves from? And yes, it is. So, <laughs> okay. That's okay. Where we 
sounds good (laughs) and you okay and you're um so you're pastoring there full-time and you have how many little ones two we have three three okay and then you're working full tell me about your your work experience are you working right now I I just started a new position actually but okay how many hours well well right now it's going to be full-time for the next probably two months or so and then it'll go back to part-time but for the for the time that we've been um, pastoring I've done a a crazy combination of working full-time or working part-time or staying home and going back and um, lots of ins and outs and going back and forth and doing whatever Mm -hmm. was necessary um, yeah in you know in ministry however whatever we had to do to get by that's what we did so you know I I'm so glad that that you're on the show today because we are going to talk about that we're going to talk about just the sacrifices that you have to make um being in ministry in order Mm -hmm. to make it work financially and so um I know you feel really strongly about that. And so that's why the, we're going to really dive into just what it's like to be an entrepreneur in the church and, sure. and the reasons behind it and just all that good stuff. Because I, mm-hmm. I just, I do feel like there's such a misconception sometimes with ministry and thinking that that you should just, if you're successful, then you should just be able to be a minister and not have to do anything else and your wife not have to do anything else. But actually, it's really not like that, right? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't know I'm not a minister, but um, of the ministers that I've seen, it, it really does seem to make sense. And we'll get into the reasons why, because um, right. you have some really strong feelings around that. But it really does seem to make sense if um one, if not both people are able to put their entrepreneurial hats on and find mm-hmm. some creative things to do. Yeah, so why don't you tell us, tell the audience how you feel about that, about just being in ministry and should, um, should a minister and his wife, you know, have other jobs? How many should they have? Should they be entrepreneurial? I know you, again, you and I have talked um, about this and you have some really strong feelings about it. And I would love for the audience to know some of what you feel. Um, so I think I'm not saying that God can't just provide miraculously, right? Because he has done that like time and time again for us also. Um, I'm super thankful for that, but, um, the reality is pastoring a church of any size, you know, you have to budget, you have to make sure everything is covered, you know, all those essential costs are covered. If your church has a mortgage, you have to cover that, keeping the lights, the heat on, all of that. Um, Paying the pastor if possible, because (laughs) obviously we're talking about, you know, working and being in ministry. Mm -hmm. And so many pastors in pastoral families are bivocational. So that means they minister and they work. And I think at least in Alaska where we're at, it's, mm-hmm. It is very, very common. It is, I think, like probably 85 to 90% of the ministers um, in my organization here are mm-hmm. bivocational. It's just out of necessity. And so I think it's, it's really important for us to be able to um, think outside the box and yeah. find ways. You know, sure, a daytime job is great and getting hourly pay is needed sometimes. Um, but if we can find additional ways to work outside of that mm-hmm. restraint, because we only have so much time in the day, you know, so and, if true. You're, and if you're working all day, it is hard if you have a thing in your church call and they're in the hospital, you can't just leave your job um, and go to the hospital to be with them. And so um, what my husband and I found that um, it just worked really well for us. Um, for his schedule to be free. And so he very frequently, um, or for the last majority of our actual full-time pastoring time, um, hasn't worked a, an hourly job. He's worked you know, part-time jobs here and there and uh, done entrepreneurial type stuff. But um, if an hourly job was needed, it was typically um, me who did it so that he was available to do ministry things. 
Oh, um, I see. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was totally fine with that. Like whatever mm-hmm. we need to do. Um, and obviously he was home to you know watch our children and all that and all that at the same time. Um, but I wanted him to have a free schedule because. Can I just hard. tell you how amazing that is? Like yeah. I, what Thanks. you're saying right now, I've seen over and over again in the mm-hmm. lifestyle of evangelists that have come by and other mm-hmm. missionaries that to have such a supportive wife that's willing to allow to, like you just said, take on the nine to five so that um, the husband can have the chance to have a flexible schedule to go visit a saint in the church, in the hospital. Um, That's just tremendous to me. That's, that's a kind of support that you, you definitely are, you deserve some kind of a medal. Like you need to, (laughs) (laughs) those of us that are not called into ministry, we, I just, you know, I don't even understand that level of support. Like I really do. I think um, ministers' wives are very um, underappreciated because your heart, when to to marry someone and allow them to to fulfill their calling, you know, the way that they feel like God's given it to them, that's mm-hmm. that's some real support. Like that's just phenomenal. I look in from the outside thinking, wow. God bless yeah. those women for being so supportive. Aww. So, well, you know, we're help meet for a reason. So, my my job is to help him however I can. And so, wow. um, we just found that for our ministry, it just worked, um, and our family, it just worked better. And, um, I don't know. I'm an outgoing person, and I like to interface with people anyway. Yeah. So, um, having an outlet for me um, was also positive. So, oh, that's but, neat how God worked that out with yeah, your personalities. Definitely. So one of the big reasons I am an entrepreneur today is honestly, I started out as an entrepreneur as a child, just trying to make extra money. So I don't know, maybe it's just ingrained in my nature and my personality. <laughs> I was that, I was I love that. <laughs> going around the neighborhood, selling cookies and raking yards and yeah, um, just doing lemonade stand. Did you have yeah. a lemonade stand? <laughs> Because I just, you know, I wasn't old enough to have a real job and um, I wanted extra money. So I was willing to work for it. And um, I, for whatever reason, just God put that desire, I, I guess, within me. And mm-hmm. in, when I started, I never, as a child, obviously, I didn't realize like you're an entrepreneur, but <laughs> as an adult. Um, I don't think that was a thing. Back right. Then, but... <laughs> But as an adult, I realized that, you know, as part of, you know, my nature and Mm. I really started looking into it and um, because I think there are, you know, some, I don't know, maybe it's just my preconceived notion that there are some um, ideals that if you're um, a ministry wife, then you should just be um, doing ministry and nothing else. Um, And sometimes I think people whether they're in ministry or they're just a saint are held back because they're concerned about becoming an entrepreneur. Like, shouldn't my focus be elsewhere? Um, but there are so many examples of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in the Bible. And um, the majority of your listeners are probably women. So I'm going to focus on the women, but um, okay. so often um, the Proverbs 31 woman is talked about and I honestly never really made the connection that she was an entrepreneur until a she was. And she was. I was just blown away when I saw that. And it was <laughs> me it too. Took, yeah, and I think it took me like being and being an entrepreneur and in doing something with my own business. When I reread that, you know, you just the Bible comes to life and new things. You're like, wow, I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those moments for me. But um, the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, it says, you know, in you know verse 17 that she had a strong work ethic, um, that she makes and sells her own products, that she makes sound investments, she's able to make a profit, all while ri- raising her own family and running a home. Like, she's doing all of that. And, like, that's inspiring to me because it is. sometimes you're just like, how am I ever going to do all of this? How am I going <laughs> to make sure the kids are clothed and fed and, you know, be working over here and doing things at the church and you know in life I think it's just especially you know in our country in the United States it's so common that everybody feels pulled a million directions at once Mm -hmm. um and I definitely think ministry families feel that a lot um also 
if you're trying to be an entrepreneur on top of it, it just adds mm-hmm. one more thing into the mix. But also in the New Testament, in Lydia, um, she was, you know, a seller of purple. And she was able to financially have a house large enough to host the apostles and fellow believers. Like the Philippine church was started out of That's her church. That's so good. Out of her home. And so um, there's lots of other examples of men in the Bible that used, you know, um, that were business owners um, and used, you know, their efforts to fund other things. But I think for the women, like those are the two that really stick out to me and that I was like, wow, that mm-hmm. is awesome that there's such an example in that Proverbs 30, 31 woman um, to to be an entrepreneur and to encourage, like it's possible you can have a family and, and run your home and be successful at the same time. And so to me, like, that's my goal is to do, to do it all. <laughs> Which sounds crazy, yeah, how, but... how old, tell us how old your kids are. Um, my oldest is 10 and then I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay. That we and homeschool. you homeschool too. Okay. Yeah. So how do you do it all? What is the, what's the secret sauce? Tell us. I don't know. So I think the biggest thing for women, whether you are in the church, whether you're a pastor's wife or you're just a assistant pastor's wife, Sunday school teacher, just a saint on the pews, whatever it is you do, there mm-hmm. are so many people um, whether you're a woman or not, men are, men definitely can do that too if they're listening to the Apostolic Girl Boss podcast. But many people want to give more to their churches. They want to be able to give to missionaries and help others in their community. But so often we're we're restrained by the level of our income, right? Because yeah. we have the burden of our own financial obligations. We have to make sure that we keep our lights on and we keep our children fed. And yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that comes first, you know. And then we. We want to give to God, obviously, we give our 10% and our tithing, but we want to give above and beyond that, especially, you know, if you feel really called to help support a missionary or something like that. Yeah, offerings for sure. Yeah, but we're just limited, like, okay, God, I only have this much, so Mm -hmm. I can only give this much. It's what only, you can only give what you have, you know, you can't Mm -hmm. give what you don't have. And so um, when I was looking um reading this morning in the Bible, I was reading over the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. And it's just another example where the Lord is telling us, like, if I'm giving you, he he gave, you know, the one man five talents, and then that person traded them. And he came back to the master with 10. He doubled the investment money, I guess you would say, that he had. Because he was actively doing something with it. Um, and that whole story is awesome, but it, it basically shows like, if you, if God gives you something, use it and multiply it for his kingdom and for his use. And so, so many people, um, you know, are into fundraising in the church and the, that fundraising is an entrepreneurial effort, right? I mean, who hasn't made peanut brittle or sold? Well, I honestly, know. I have never made peanut brittle, but. <laughs> oh my goodness, I have. But peanut oh, brittle is pretty good. I like the way peanut it tastes, brittle. but. I've like never anything... made it, but I know exactly what you're saying though. Like people are making and selling things all the exactly. time. Mm-hmm. And so just because, you know, if you're making, you know, zucchini bread or whatever, and you're selling it to give that money to Jesus for Christ, like you're an entrepreneur, you're for whatever offering you're giving to. And so it's so important. I love that. Yeah. It's so important because it, it can be, you know, used for the kingdom and if we don't have it we can't give it so we have to get it somehow we have to figure it out and so we have to have you know sometimes that regular job to meet our family needs and then we have Mm -hmm. to figure out a way above and beyond that to be able to give more because we know that revivals cost money right and yes many people you know there's the building fund if your church is in a growth phase and you need to build a new building or if you are trying to give, you know, food into the community or sending more missionaries or building a Bible college or whatever it is, all of that takes money. And so having an additional stream of income can be a blessing to your lo- local church by, one, paying increased tithes, obviously, because we're going to be faithful in our giving. True. Yeah. But also you can help um, the other outreaches or the, the needs of the church. And so I kind of see being a 
in entrepreneur is being proactive and seeing a need and then putting forth the effort to help make that need um, possible, to meet the need. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I think it can be even a calling because we all have different talents in the church. Some, you know, sing, some teach Sunday school, but I really think that there are some that they're called to give into the kingdom and God uses them and God uses their willingness to step out, do something, you know, maybe they're not comfortable with to help let the Lord use it and bless it. And one of the examples I was thinking of when I was thinking about this was how God, God saved Noah and his family through the ark. Obviously we know that, but we Mm -hmm. also know that Noah still had to have the faith and the endurance to actually build the ark. And so sometimes we think that God, if, if we'll, I'll give you more God, if you can just figure it out and give me more then I'll give it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just kind of sit around and wait like, okay, God, I'd really like to give more to you. Mm -hmm. And you're just quietly waiting for the checks to start rolling in the mail or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And and playing candy crush on your phone for eight hours a night. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because God, God has blessed us that way. And we have seen like, the miraculous, not expected text come in the mail. And True. God does do that. Yeah, no, but- no, I'm just joking. We're saying aside <laughs> from that, that, that there is a way, like you said, with the parable of the talents, there is a way to look at what God's given you to do and find exactly. a way to, if you can, if you have the gift for it, find a way to turn it into income for the kingdom or, right. or just find it and find a way to turn it into a blessing for the kingdom. Exactly. There's lots of ways to give to the kingdom and it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be your time, you know, exactly. like what we're doing today. Thank you for being on the podcast, by the way, yeah. this is you giving your time. And so <laughs> I love but- hearing all these stories and the fact that you were an entrepreneur as a little girl just is so fits such the model of the typical apostolic girl boss. Like it's just in you from the beginning. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And I, I love what you said about um, just, you know, tithing and offering and bu- building funds and just so many expenses that mm-hmm. us ordinary churchgoers wouldn't even know about. But you, as a pastor's wife, you know, all those behind the scenes, scenes yeah. expenses that there's definitely a need to use as much of your time uh, productively, let's say, exactly. as possible. I mean, not we're not saying let's just make this little disclaimer for anybody who's listening thinking which we're trying to say that you can't play candy crush we're not saying (laughs) that you should use every second of your day making income I don't think that's what we're saying I think what we're saying is you need to have a balance between giving in the offering and and then just going home and waiting for God to do everything and um and actually putting in the work yeah yeah and I mean I I have downtime. I have plenty of downtime. I like to hike and our family likes to hike and do other things like that. But mm-hmm. I just think that if we have a burden, you know, if God places a burden on your heart to give, then I think sometimes it's upon us to figure out a way to make that happen. I think God will bless us when we step out in faith um, because doing anything entrepreneurial takes faith. Mm-hmm. as any entrepreneur can tell you that it has its ups and downs mm-hmm. and success doesn't happen overnight and it, it just takes time but I think that God just like he used Noah can use us and let blessings flow through us and through our efforts bless our efforts um, in order to supply the needs um, for his kingdom oh so, I love that yeah I think I think so many times like we just mm-hmm. don't we just don't expect God to use it, use us, I guess, in that way. Mm-hmm. But I've seen him do it so many times um, for us. It's just like, wow, I don't know how that happened. I don't know, you know, how my business did that good this month. But God, you made that happen and <laughs> you met the need. And it's happened like that time and time again. And so I know um, just from seeing time and time again, the Lord's provision that he can bless our efforts. And use it for his kingdom. And so I think that any, you know, any saint of God who has a desire to give um, can find a way um, to be able to do that. 
and we shouldn't just get sad that <laughs> I don't have the extra. We need to think about creative ways that we can we can get that extra. And there's so many ways. Right now, um, I have a skincare business, it's online skincare business. I'm actually a consultant with um, a company, and um, it's Rodan and Fields. I don't know if you want me to say what company I'm with. Oh but, yeah, um, please do. Yeah. Um. So I've been doing that for about three years. And I am so thankful that I found that opportunity when I did, because honestly, it's just one of those things that God used it and like God can use a lot of things, but God Mm -hmm. used my effort and that business to bless us so many times during a very hard financial stretch. Um, just, you know, my paycheck would be just enough to cover a bill or just enough to fix the car that broke down. And um, God, um, I've seen him provide and it just, it, it blows me away to think that, wow. um, I, when you think about, it's kind of weird to think about somebody placing an order for skincare as an, um, as a God ordained thing. But when God prompts somebody to order something from you and you end up at the end of the month to have just enough to meet mm-hmm. the need that you had, um, it's pretty humbling because I know that it wasn't anything, um, I sure I put in some effort and I advertised, but God made that happen. And it's just overwhelming to know that he can provide for you in that way. But so I've been wow. doing that um, for about three years, um, fairly successfully. And I'm super thankful for my business, for all my customers. Um, it's been a really big blessing for us. Um, oh, that's wonderful. And we will yeah. put a link to your business in the show notes if anybody wants to uh, to get yeah, a hold of you. Happy to help anybody who has have skincare needs I'm, I'm here to help you I want people to have a wonderful beautiful skin that's makeup free and um healthy and glowing and all that wonderfulness but on top of that so that's just kind of like my side hustle you know that's something I do on my it doesn't really take me a ton of time because it's like I put a post up and I help people when they have questions so it's not like all consuming okay. um, but previously um before I started doing that I did have an online uh, clothing boutique and, no kidding. Yeah. And that definitely takes some more time and effort. Um, yeah. I had, you know, building my own website and buying my own inventory and storing the inventory and uh, shipping everything out myself. Um, so that was um, one of the reasons I got into my current business because um, having um, a clothing, I guess, boutique online um, is mm-hmm. great. And I know some people just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was just too much. I didn't have that amount of time um, in order. To yeah. Raise. Well, with three, things. three kids to raise, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When I was yeah. like, I have to do every scrap of marketing and I have to do everything. And it was just really difficult. So for me, mm-hmm. um, becoming a consultant with a company that was already established and like managing. And it's more streamlined. They ship yeah. it for you. Yeah, exactly. Makes it, sense. It, mm-hmm. It's such a time saver for me. And I'm still able to obviously make you know income from it. So that's great. But, but at various times, you know, between my husband and I, we've, in our ministry time, we've had full-time jobs. We've had part-time jobs. I did my website. Um, we also, my husband does um, property management services. So he helps people rent out their homes. Um, nice. Yeah. So he does that on the side and he actually works a part-time night job also like for two hours, um, twice a week okay. like, at the local gym. Um, okay. And yeah, so we're always doing other things. The other thing I've done was like social media um, analytics, um, which is for a company that they actually pay by the hour. Um, wow. How yeah, did you so find that? I actually, <laughs> uh, I actually Googled like best work from home jobs nice. or something like that <laughs> <laughs> way back when. Um, and I think it popped up as like the number one work from home job. Um, the company, wow. if anybody's interested, it's Appen dot com, um, okay. and they're an international firm and they basically do um like artificial intelligence um research and mapping so if you think of like your garmin on your phone or your map quest if they're if talking out directions for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they look for like local speakers um to make sure that they're properly pronouncing road names um or um, for different countries, like if you're a, you know, mm. um, a native um, Spanish speaker, then they might have jobs specifically for native Spanish speakers because the lingua, the lingo is different, you know. Um, so I did that for a while, and I actually the 
project that I was on was rating social media posts, you know, whether or not they ask you to click like, whether or not they ask you to buy something. So Interesting. Super, yeah, it was super simple. Um, and it paid by the hour. So there's so many different opportunities out there. I think if people just look, you know, if they're looking yeah. for something to do, you can find an opportunity. Um, to do, do you know something. what's big out here is um, shopping for grocery shopping for other people, especially I now during the pandemic. That. Is that happening in Alaska? I haven't. Is that like Grubhub? No. We, we have, have so many different names. Um, Instacart I, is one. I haven't um, seen the grocery shopping services so much up here, but because we do have like the drive up option. At oh, the grocery store. But okay. I do see a lot more people getting um, involved with takeout delivery. Uber um, Eats is another one. You can yeah, draw, you can Eats, sign up Grubhub. to deliver food. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of things are. This is if our things. listeners. This is for you, listeners. If you don't know these <laughs> pe- these things exist, get your pen and start writing yes. these things down. That that definitely has taken off up here. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. we have that up here now. Oh, we have um, Uber now. We didn't. What's it called? Uber. Oh yeah, have. you just we didn't got used Uber. To have that? Yeah, okay. I think a couple okay. years ago. Because we didn't used to have that up here. I know in the States, it was really big for a long time. But No, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about Uber for a girl, an apostolic <laughs> I, no, girl. No, I boss. wouldn't. I, I mean, I, I have known. It. I have a friend who is a really good Uber driver. She's she's our day, the head of our daycare at, at our mm-hmm. church. And uh, her name's Mary Kay. I'm going to have her on the podcast. She's a girl boss. And she um, she did do some driving for a while. But I... I don't know. Maybe it just depends on how comfortable you are with driving, but I, I, I don't yeah. think I would do that. I would That's be not, probably afraid of people getting in my car. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there, you know, it's an option for yeah, sure. Exactly. I would just say um, like for people that are wanting to start a side business or like a fundraising effort, even for their church, if they want to raise funds for something specific, mm-hmm. definitely make sure that you pray about it. Um, let the Lord speak to you and do research, you know, look, look at the options that you can have, you know, and once you do that, once you've prayed about it, and you've done your research, then the only thing that's really left to do is just to be brave and try it. Um, Mm, That's good. Yeah, you just have to give it a go. And sometimes, you know, the first thing you try may not work. And you have to pivot and try something else. And, you know, the saying goes, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm sure you've seen it uh, and other entrepreneurs <laughs> see it all the time that your first try doesn't always go according to plan, which is like my clothing business. I, I wanted to do that and it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Last time we talked was like last year sometime and you were really trying to get me to care about my skin and um, <laughs> God <laughs> you bless should. your heart. <laughs> and I was relying on my good genes and thinking, well, I don't need to spend all that money for skincare. But I do know people that have had really some serious skin issues that have used your products and, and are just so amazed at the, at the results of how it changed their skin. So tell me why is, because there's a lot of skincare products out there. So now's your time to toot your horn and tell our audience <laughs> why why is your product the better one and ex- and say the name of your company again i'm afraid to say it because i'm sure i'll say it the wrong way okay it's rodan and fields okay and... so rodan and fields mm-hmm. tell us why that is you now you get you get five minutes to tell us why that is the best skincare in the world there's nothing that compares to it Go. okay um <laughs> So uh, Rodan and Fields are the last names of our founders, and they're both female dom- dermatologists that are Stanford trained. So they know what they're doing. Um, they're actual doctors der- of dermatology, and they did create another skincare line um, called Proactive, which I think most people have probably heard of Proactive. Um, and then they sold off that line and started another line under their namesake in order to meet other skincare needs besides just proactive. Proactive was for acne specifically. And okay. so our current line it covers, you know, things like definitely we have an acne line and we have an anti-aging line. Um, we have a line mm. that helps with. Uh, I might be interested in the anti-aging, but oh, I have girl. heard of some, the person that I'm telling you about that had an amazing transformation with your products. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, she had a problem with acne all of her life. Yeah. So yeah, that I is have, true. 
I have tons of acne customers that have really struggled badly with cystic acne, which is like the really horrible kind. Oh, and, wow. and even my sister-in-law, she struggled with cystic acne all through her teen and young adult life and tried everything in the book. Try, she worked at um, a day spa she, as a massage therapist, and she literally tried everything, like the laser treatments. Every time really? that spa sold and nothing helped her. Really? Um, yeah. And she was still dealing with it in her, in her twenties. And she, um, I reached out to her when I first started, she was like one of my first customers. And I was like, I know you've tried everything in the book, but you really just have to try this. And she was like, okay, because for people that have struggled with skincare issues like that, they're just like, oh, I've tried everything. Like it's not mm-hmm. going to work they have this like almost defeatist attitude like there's nothing that's, that's ever true well problem. she worked at a spa so that makes total it, sense yeah mm-hmm. but she literally had tried everything and mm-hmm. um she started using unblemished which is her acne line and mm-hmm. it totally transformed her skin cleared it up um cleared up the acne and she's like nothing i've used ever has done this good and i'm like she's like i'm a lifelong user i'm never gonna quit um really and I actually got a text from another customer the other day who also is using Unblemish. And she's like, my skin hasn't looked this good in five years. And I shared wow. that on my, on my Instagram stories. But it's just, that is what makes me love doing what I do. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't use any type of makeup or tinted mm-hmm. products at all. And so to me, it's like, if you want your skin to look good, you have to take care of it. And because I'm, I'm not going to cover it up with makeup to make it pretend to make it look good. I yeah. want it to look good and I want it to be healthy and take good care of it because it's like your, your face, um, you wear that every day, you know, um, you can <laughs> buy true. a dress. You can't take it off. <laughs> yeah. Like you can buy a dress and like look cute for an afternoon, but ever your face is with you every day of your life. So take good care of it. It's kind of how I feel about wow, it. Wow. Um, that's convicting. Thanks a right? lot. Right. Okay. So now I can't spend that $50 on a dress. I need to buy, put it on my face since that's going to be with me longer it. than the dress. No, but I get it. It makes total sense. And we never think about it that way. Yeah. You know? And and your skin is one of your, your skin is like the largest organ in your body, you know, and it's like people, mm. people don't think of it like that. And so we definitely have products for that. We have products to help with, um, discoloration so if people have pigmentation problems like from sun exposure or hormonal shifts a lot of ladies um, get what's called melasma when they're pregnant and okay. it's like the surge of hormones in their body causes their skin to darken in certain areas like in a blotchy pattern and okay. so we can actually help reverse that damage and get them back to their normal um, clean slate skin skin tone that they should be uh, without really or dark spots yeah so that's a really um awesome option and then we also have food which is for sensitive care people so people that have you know skin that reacts to everything okay um, very dry or irritated and so really we're just here to help people with you know the four most common skincare concerns that our doctors saw people coming into their practice time and time again Mm-hmm. Being, and they're like, well, we don't need to write you a prescription for this. Like we can fix this problem with quality over the counter products. And so that is kind of, you know, what they did. And they created these multi um, step regimens and the, the regimens are formulated and work together. They're super simple because they're numbered and color coded. Like you're in kindergarten, you can handle this. Um, and, you know, we have one, two, three, four steps in a regimen. And so you just do those in order. And each of the products is formulated to work with each other and build off each other in order to give you the results that you need. And so for me, I think it's just one, it's simple. Um, Two, it works. I've seen it time and time again in my own skin and other people's skin. Um, Mm. And the the other really thing that I love um, about our company is, not only is it a woman-owned business, and it helps a lot of women, women entrepreneurs out there, um, mm-hmm. is that um, when I was beginning this business, is that they have we have a 60-day money-back guarantee, and so okay, I never had to feel bad about you know offering a product to somebody, and like if it's your friend, right? And you don't want yeah, friend, you don't want your friend to spend money on something and then hate it and then be stuck with it, and so yeah, <laughs> that was a big deal for me, and I was like, okay, if I can 
help them with their skin, great. And if you love it, fantastic. But if you don't love it and it doesn't work for you, like no problem because you can get your money back. And so that was a big deal for me because I, I personally, like I'm a penny pincher. Oh yeah. Well, you have to be, you're working for the Lord. You have to watch all of his pennies. Exactly. So I would hate to buy something and then be stuck with it and not be able to do it. So that was a big deal for me, but I love that is a big deal. And, and that, you know, companies don't offer that unless the product works. So that's it. That's a giveaway right there. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. And it's not inexpensive. So to be able to get, offer somebody their money back is really nice customer service. Yeah. And honestly, like if you go to any type of, you know, department store and you're buying like Clinique or Estee Lauder or something like that, mm-hmm. our price lines are very um, comparable because we are a premium skincare line and we're actually the oh, number okay. one skincare brand in the U.S. Um, are you serious? I yeah, didn't know that. We are number one skincare brand in the U.S. And, um, I have to double check my stats. I think we're either the number one skincare line in Canada or the fastest growing in Canada. Um, really? Yeah. So it, it's not, you know, it's not to say that the products work because we wouldn't have be that play, in that place over, mm-hmm. Clinique, over Clinique and over Estee Lauder um, if the products didn't actually produce results. Because, I mean, if you're doing something for your skin, you want it to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the company wouldn't be around this long and have such a great reputation right. if it was a junky product. So, exactly. so our prices I are think that's fabulous. Okay. Yeah, with other premium okay. skincare lines. And again, you have a return policy and they last a long time too. That's the other awesome thing. Is, oh, you know, our, okay. Our, our regimens last about mm, two months with twice daily usage. So, hey, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. does. So when you two times a day out, for two months. Wow. Mm-hmm. When you divide it out, it's actually really affordable. It's like, you know, a Starbucks a day. So how would somebody, if they were interested in getting started with that, like, what are you, back in the day when, when I was a young girl and learning about skincare, you went to somebody's house and you gave them a facial. Now you can't actually do that because you're in Alaska, (laughs) but so how would you connect if someone wanted to find out about your products? What would they, what would they do? Call you, go to your Instagram page, what? They can definitely do that. They can connect with me on Instagram and message me. I actually have a link on my profile to um, what's called our solution tool quiz. And so it asks you a couple questions and will give you an, a recommendation of what products will help your concerns. Um, so they can definitely take that. Um, and then I, I get a copy of that. But messaging me is probably the quickest way. And then I can help them one-on-one. Um, I do send out samples um, where I can and when I can. So if it's someone, um, they can definitely get in contact with me and I'll definitely do what I can to, you know, if they've never tried anything um, of ours to try to send them a sample if I can. I I love doing that because people, once they try them, they're usually hooked. So, um, but definitely my Instagram profile has that link or just message me, um, you know, link up with me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook too. You can look me up there. Okay. Now what's the cheapest way to get your product? This is a trick question. On the cheapest way to get to my product. Um, yes. So if you're going by percentage of discount, um, the cheapest way to get my product is to become a consultant. Um, That's the answer. Yeah. Is to sign up to sell the products. Okay. Exactly. Because you're going to get so, the biggest discount. So. And I'm all for that. I'm not going to be selling rodent fields, but I'm all for the concept of um, what we're talking about, which is sure. multi-level marketing. So I think we should just throw that out there that... <laughs> For anybody listening who doesn't know what Rodin Feels is, um, it's a multi-level marketing company, which means that not only can you buy this amazing skincare from Andrea, but you can also um, sign up to be a consultant or a wholesale buyer, and um, and you can literally be your own customer, and yeah. you'll ha- you'll get the lowest prices. Yeah, like you don't even have to sell it to anyone. I have a lot of people who do that because they just they want the discount for themselves and. That works out just fine. But otherwise, yeah. if you're not into that, we do have a preferred customer program, which saves you 10% and has other perks, gives you free shipping and stuff like that. So, How much can, does it cost to sign up to, to do that as a side gig? To become a can you tell me that on the podcast or is that not something you want to? No, I can tell you that. To become a consultant, okay. there's actually different levels. Um, okay. In order to become a consultant if you just want to sign up and have a website and you don't want any products which I wouldn't recommend you can do that for as low as um, $45 so that that signs you up 
you're a consultant for $45. Um, and then you, what's your discount on the products at $45? Um, you would get 25% off. Okay. And, but if you are um, looking to, you know, do it actively as a business, I would highly recommend, um, you know, getting products with it. And so okay. we have options for um, that are start at $395, $695, and $995. And obviously, as you go up, you get more products and a deeper discount. But um, okay. all of those options are going to give you really great, even the lowest one, the 395 is going to give you a lot of products to be able to use personally. Um, to try everything in order in order to share about it because you want to be able to know what you're selling and so, have your own testimony really exactly. because people buy your story so yeah. if you're going to that's that's the thing is if you're going to sell anything you really need to taste that peanut brittle before you tell other people that it tastes good you know yeah yeah so that is true the buying the the lowest kit for 390 something is probably the best way to do it if somebody is able to do that yeah definitely unless you want just like absolutely everything then you go with a bigger one you know it just depends on what mm -hmm. you want and what you're comfortable with so and mm -hmm. it's, you know it's a business write-off so it's a tax write-off <laughs> listen to you sell good going you know you get your skincare <laughs> and a discount so there you go that's awesome. Well, no wonder you're doing pretty well. You really like <laughs> you like talking about this. I love it. I think it's great. I'm excited for you. And and let me tell you and everyone else out there listening, it's no failure to have a, a multi-level marketing side hustle and also have to work another job. There is no shame in that because no just way. like we talked about earlier, you know, you need money to go around for everything, for rent, bills, you know, electricity, and also giving tithes and offerings and extra things with the kids. Like, it's okay to have multiple streams of income. So right. bravo to you for Thank hanging you. in there. <laughs> uh, it's not easy to be a girl boss with three kids under, t under the age of 10. So yeah. <laughs> Agreed. you get lots of gold stars for that. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So Andrea, you're also a runner. That's like a lot of your page is you in athletic skirts <laughs> climbing up mountains and stuff. <laughs> Tell me about that. Like, what is that? Do you, are you trying to do use that as a revenue stream at all or no? Um, no, I mean, I haven't had any like collaborations on Instagram yet. Um, okay. So, well, if anybody um, out there wants to collaborate <laughs> with, with Andrea, yeah, you got to go to her open. page. She's a, she's a runner. Um, I think yeah. it's awesome. I did run a marathon last year. Um, so that was fun. It That's was a lot great. of work, but it was fun. So, and wow. I, and I was trying to train for one this year also, but, um, with COVID craziness, obviously oh, okay. everything, okay. <laughs> everything got squelched and the gym shut down and I canceled the race. So no marathon for me this year, but I plan on doing it again. Oh, that's neat. Well, Andrea, thank you for coming on the show. This has been really eye-opening just about the, you know, the part that we, that we play as women in the church and the help that we could be to, um, to not only our spouses, but the ministry, if you're involved in ministry. Definitely. And so um, thank you for encouraging. Why don't you end by encouraging the minister's wife who's listening? What would you tell her if she feels like um, she feels overwhelmed. What would you, well, how would you encourage her? I would say, um, and I can speak to this from where I kind of felt was you, you do feel overwhelmed sometimes and the financial burden that you're bearing can sometimes feel like it's so much and um, you're just trying to, you know, survive. Um, and I was afraid at first what will people think of me if um, as a pastor's wife, I'm also a salesperson or as a pastor's wife, I'm also working a full-time job um, because a lot of times, unfortunately, the reality is um, people care about perception of how other people see them. And at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that I would want to share is you have to do what is best for you and your ministry. And if your ministry and your family is struggling financially, then you have to do whatever it takes to make your ministry and your, and your family financially stable. And so sometimes it is hard to overcome that and step out and do something when you're not sure 
whether you'll be accepted, you know, in um, the other ministers, by the other ministers in your area. Are they going to think it's weird what you're doing? But sometimes you just have to do it. And so that would be my biggest encouragement is if you are struggling financially, um, you have to pray about it for sure. Let God know your burden and your, your need. But sometimes he has to use you to fill the gap. And um, sometimes you just have to do it whether or not you feel like people think you're crazy. <laughs> um, and I've definitely had more than one of those moments where I, where I thought people thought might think I was crazy. But mm. um, I honestly, I'm, I'm getting over it. And, and one of the things about being an entrepreneur is, um, is growing personally. And so I've grown personally a lot. And the person I am today is better off. And I'm a stronger and more knowledgeable person because I took the leap and became an entrepreneur. And so it is tough, but it can be done. And most of the times we think those kind of things, honestly, nobody thinks that <laughs> like, uh, when it comes down to it. So I think so, wow. many, so many times I've, I've heard back from other minister friends or friends in the church that have said, you know, I'm so impressed by what you do. I don't know how you do it all. And honestly, I don't know how I do it all either. Um, <laughs> because some, sometimes, and especially in the beginning, I thought people are going to think I'm crazy, that I'm slacking off on my mothering duties or what have you. But mm. time and time again, I hear positive feedback from people saying, wow, I'm impressed by what you're doing, that you're doing all the things you're doing and that you're doing them well. And so um, I would just say, go for it. If you have, if you need, have a need, build a need and don't worry, um, you know, check with your husband, make sure your husband's good with it and make mm -hmm. sure God is good with it and, and go with mm -hmm. it. That's good. And I'm sure your husband's very thankful for the support and just, you guys sound like a great team. He is. He's super supportive of my entrepreneurial craziness and efforts <laughs> everything I'm trying to do. Ah, uh, Andrea, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you all for listening. Um, and be sure to share this podcast with anyone else that you know in the church that might feel overwhelmed with, um, with what Andrea just said, just the thought of what other people might think of them and their endeavor to try to help make some more money um, to help out the ministry and to help their family. So be sure to, to share this podcast if you think that, um, that this talk today would be a blessing to other people. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will see you again in a few days with another podcast.